ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is an emergency live Cheech Movement podcast. Gigi Broadway's in the building. Gigi, how we feeling? Feeling good. Feeling like there's some things we, we got to discuss. There's a, there's a few things that we do have to discuss, and it all surrounds the greatest rapper of all time. Right, Gigi? It is, he is the greatest rapper of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about is Jay-Z has made a deal with the NFL. There's been a lot of reaction, a lot of talking, a lot of think pieces, a lot of hot takes. And so I'm going to start with you, Gigi Broadway. What is your initial hot take when you heard that the NFL did a deal with Rock Nation and Jay-Z to be in charge of like a chief consultant on entertainment acts, including the Super Bowl, and also to head some social justice initiatives. What was your initial take on Rock Nation, Jay-Z coming out? Here we go again with the lulling and pacification of black people. What? Another deal, another opportunity to kick things under the, you know, sweep things under the rug, another opportunity to, you know, bring in the hip hop's overseer to kind of pacify the situation. I, we'll get into it. When you say hip hop's overseer though, let's be clear, you're talking about the greatest rapper of all time. I'm talking about Jay-Z. The greatest AKA rapper of all time. AKA hip hop's overseer. So, initial reaction, let's just say, not positive. Nah, not so much. And I tried. I tried, I tried to, you know, look at it from multiple aspects, but nah, I can't rock with this one. Well, we're going to get into Jay-Z, the NFL, obviously everything that surrounds Colin Kaepernick involved in this. Eric Reed is, uh, has made his comments known about this. It is the hottest topic that we're talking about right now. We have an amazing, an amazing group of special guests that are going to be joining Gigi and I uh, today, and we're going to be talking about this. Did Jay-Z, so let me ask you this really quickly before we go out into the next segment and bring in some of our guests. Yes or no, did Jay-Z sell out? Yes. Did he sell out for a reason? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? It, it depends on, you know, who it benefits. Is it worth it to his bank account? Absolutely, you know. Is it worth it to uh, our movement and the inclusion of, we'll talk. This is the Cheats Movement on WRIR. We will be back. We've got amazing, amazing guests to talk about this topic. Emergency podcast, Jay-Z, NFL, Colin Kaepernick. We'll be right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cheats Movement on WRIR. I don't know what music we're going to put in the background, but it's got to be something that says this is an emergency. We have an emergency podcast. I'm so excited about it. Joining me right now to talk about Jay-Z, the NFL, Colin Kaepernick, the deal that was struck. Are we playing checkers? Are we playing chess? Is he going to be an owner? What does this mean for movements? What does this mean for Cap's legacy? I've got two just of the most appropriate people, the perfect people to talk about this, and two people that, are in, that I know for a fact. Not everybody I know stopped watching the NFL in protest for Colin, in solidarity, if it was the best word, with Colin Kaepernick. These two individuals did. They stopped what they're football fans, let's be clear. They stopped watching the NFL to stand in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. And now we're at a place where Kaepernick's still not in the league. Let's be clear, Kaepernick's still not in the league. 
However, it seems that we're moving slowly but surely. Eric Reed is back in the league. Colin Kaepernick settled his, his lawsuit with the NFL for an undisclosed amount of information. So now the biggest person in hip hop, possibly the biggest person in business and a cultural leader, Jay-Z Rock Nation, has formed a partnership with the NFL, a partnership that says, and he says, that we are on to actionable items. We are beyond kneeling. I want to start, I want to bring in Radio B on my, on my right, your left. Mimi Bowen is here as well. Mimi, I know, I'm going to start with you because I know that you are in the grassroots when it comes to activism. You are a football fan. You stopped watching in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick and made that very clear. As of today, let me ask, do you, do you, as of today, do you feel comfortable watching the NFL? So, a couple of things. Um, I did stop watching the NFL. I was a, I'm, st- I'm an advocate, a sports person, period. Not just a football. Right. Um, no, no, we get our Knicks wars. We, yeah, we know, yeah, we know. know. We it, see you. We, it's hard. <laughs> we're I'll, we're yeah, in several arenas fan, together. Right. But um, we have to think a little bit deeper about the symbolism. So, yes, I stopped watching the football because it was worth two hours of my life every week that I could just get back and be more productive, right? It wasn't that important to me. Um, so symbolism, the symbolism of not watching is important, but there is a way that we have to do more. So it wasn't just about Colin. It was about our, what we can do as a collective. Suppose we move as a unit. Suppose we just stop and be more productive with our time instead of donating money, donating money to the NFL and to all of these other sports leagues, making them multimillionaires and billionaires. Suppose we just repurpose our focus on Sundays and on Mondays and do something um, more impactful. So yes, I turned the TV off and I had to retrain my brain because I run home from church and I got to turn on TV, right? And then I sit there for the next four hours. (laughs) Sometimes more. Sometimes more. And Monday, don't call me. Like I was very real about that. So I took the time not just to not watch TV, but to do something in addition to, um, to use that time to really come back and support people that it was bigger than Colin, it's bigger than the NFL. We are talking about systematic racism, white supremacy, institutionalized. These boys are playing football from Cam's age. And we teach them to to go into this sports and these branding opportunities that aren't really for us in the the grand or six at the risk of their health, wealth, well-being, mental health, social health, and, and financial futures. You know, the career of a football player only lasts a second. So this is a fleeting moment in time. We are all saying that Colin is 30 something and he's missing his, his moment. His moment is bigger than football. That's what it was about for me. So that's why I turned my TV off. So now let me ask this and I'll go back to what you were saying. Do you feel comfortable at this point turning it back on? Ish. Not because Jay-Z said so. Mm-hmm. Not because Colin said so. And, and I know that you're probably asked the questions about how we feel right now with this intersection between hip-hop and social justice. That's the way what I see it is. We need to leverage our influence. Mm-hmm. Not because Jay-Z said it's all good, it's turning back on. It's about we're ready for what's next. We have to get past symbolism. Here in the city that we all live, there's a lot of symbolic things that happen. Monuments go up, street names go up, things come down. It's all symbolism. What else? So I think that what we need to talk about is the what else. As hip hop grows up 
And as we all are entrenched in, in the culture, we also have to grow up our tactics of, of what we do next. This is a grown up way to monetize a movement. Now, if you know me for real, more than just sports, I'm always trying to sure. figure out the bread yeah, in, at the end of it too, right? So we can what, yeah. monetize our voices. When we stop watching, the NFL suffered. The network suffered. So they had to come knocking at our doors because we have an influence that maybe we don't even know that we have. With that said, your gut reaction when you heard that Rock Nation made a deal with the NFL, given everything that you, first, the backdrop that, yeah, that you're describing yeah. right now. My very first one, I said, okay, cool. It wasn't much deeper than that. Okay, cool. So it wasn't me counting Jay-Z's pockets or Rock Nation or how he's gonna eat or, or, you know, he was so anti this and now that he figured out a way not just to monetize his personal brand, not just how to incorporate, not just to incorporate Rock Nation, but how to collectively pull us, pull us all back. We don't know what it's going to look like. We're all being speculative. We don't know what Colin got. We right, don't and know. The, settlement, the settlement is undisclosed. We, we, we don't, don't know yeah, what, we don't know like. what the so numbers are. The numbers vary between 20 and 40 million, but all the numbers we've heard is fairly low. Fairly, fairly low, low, but what, what else, right? So, um, so he's not playing, so we got him off the field. We got to stop being field blanks anyway. We got him off the field. Y'all want him on the field. Y'all want him. Let me, let me ask, let me ask right here, because look, look, I know you're, look, look, I know you're chomping at the bit here to talk about it. But let me, let me back up too. Let me back up too, because you're another person that I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're bringing you in. We're bringing you in. Because you're, you're another person I know that stopped watching in solidarity with Colin. You've been very clear about it. You are also, I would probably say, the biggest Hove fan. Not, and not even just fan of the music, but a big, like, the way that he has moved and positioned himself from Marcy Projects to One Billion. You are probably somebody that follows this more closely than anybody I know. So your gut reaction, gut reaction when you heard that Rock Nation had made a partnership with the NFL that included the consulting on enter entertainment acts, but also the social justice initiative. Great. See, I read past headlines. So most people's gut reaction and they expressed it came from a headline. I don't react off of headlines, I read. So after reading and realizing, okay, so this is not just, because at first it was just like, oh, he said, he's, you know, arranged to do the music and all of that. And I'm like, eh, this is gonna be a tough one. I'm reading, oh, this is, he's, he's a part of their social justice initiative. And there's a, a broader, pers a broader spectrum of, of what the initiative of him being involved with the NFL is. And, it's in equal parts. So with that being said, oh, I'm, I'm great because I'm watching everything else he's doing. You know, I, I think it's understated how much work Jay-Z is doing for our community behind the scenes and in, in, in just out front. Um, I think that's one of the things that's most understated and I think that's the reason why I feel he's earned the benefit of the doubt, even if there is a doubt about what this business deal is supposed to be. So let me ask you this, because this is going a little bit in a direction that I didn't think it would go in, because I would have thought that both of you would be a little bit more skeptical of 
what this actually is is doing and meaning. So okay, here's is there here's, an element- here's who I'm skeptical of. Okay, I can be skeptical of the NFL. I'm very skeptical of the NFL. Do I believe the NFL intention is to be, is their, their, um, they have intentions on specifically focusing on our issues? Absolutely not. But what they've done is they've put someone at the table to hold them accountable for what these initiatives are supposed to be. Cause they had already created this quote unquote justice initiative prior to Jay-Z and Rock Nation being involved in it. So now that they have someone at the table that can speak from our perspective, and I've listening to him, see a lot of people don't really listen to Jay. They see what goes on with Jay and they take it for face value. Like there's a lot on the surface, you could, you could be skeptical of Jay-Z all day. There's a lot, so here's my initial read. My initial, and I'm looking at Gigi Broadway's face, who's, who's going to come in here. Yes. But, but my initial read of this particular move is if you follow Jay-Z long enough, I feel like this is, this is who he is. Right. This is the natural progression. We need to. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you can. All right. So uh, the NFL is trying to save themselves. But, right. Uh, and let me just say this, though. This is who Jay-Z is in the good and bad way. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about just all good, this is who Jay-Z is. Like, you don't get to a billion dollars without making some decisions that a lot of people... So, if you go back to the Rockefeller Dang. split up, right? right? You all go to the Rockefeller split up. You go to the Brooklyn Nets deal. People don't realize there were a lot of people in Brooklyn that were protesting in the streets mm-hmm. about that stadium being built in right. Brooklyn. All in the and they rolled Jay-Z out as a part of the ownership team to do a little bit like what the NFL is doing, right? So there's some of that. There, I mean, there is a number of decisions, business-wise, that Jay-Z has, has made that ultimately he... Now, here's the thing, and, I, and, I, and he says it in his lyrics, and I know Jay-Z, he does not lose <laughs> at the end of the day. Right. So at the end of the day, he's made a lot of shrewd business decisions, business decisions that has hurt other people that has benefited him and at the end of the day now and and that's all with the social justice aspects that he's done right there's all with the hey look maybe even not publicly behind the scenes hey let me give you some money for your legal defense let Mm -hmm. me you know what i mean let me put out these big so all of this is has to be judged i think holistically if that's what you mean but if you followed uh sean carter's career jay-z's career the fact that he's partner. This is a man that literally said he would never do a song with Nas. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Emergency podcast on the Cheats movement. We're talking Jay Z. We're talking Colin Kaepernick. We're talking the NFL deal. Um, what I do want to ask because I saw something on social media, and I know similar. Uh, I saw something that uh, radio you posted on social media that was, and I'll ask Mimi in a different way. But it was to the extent that if you didn't stop watching the NFL, you don't necessarily have the authority to make a make a decision or make a call or a stance on the Rock Nation Jay Z deal. Go ahead. Yeah, I said this even before all of that when people would so criticize. Say, so say it again. You're saying if you didn't stop if watching, if you never stopped watching football. 
you do not have the right to criticize any celebrity on any stance they take involving the NFL. Not even whether it's Jay-Z or whether it's somebody performing at halftime, all of that. I said that last season when they were talking about Travis Scott. You don't have the right to criticize Travis Scott if he decides to perform at halftime because you can't even not watch a game. You want him to pass up a check that big and avoid a platform maybe bigger than he's ever stood on for a cause that you can't even sacrifice watching, let alone pass up a check for you. If you can't stop watching football, you ain't passing up no checks. You're not passing up opportunities. You can't even stop watching a game. Let me ask you this, because I thought about that, and I hear what you're saying. But let me ask, this is my thought when I heard that. And you're not the only person that said it. But, but when I hear that people say that, this is my thought. And you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Or you tell me if I'm right or wrong. But if the argument is, if you didn't stop watching football, you have no authority to make a decision on protesting. It is very clear that in 2016, Colin Kaepernick did not vote. Does he have the authority to make a social justice American society call on anything, being that he did not exercise his vote, his right to vote, and has made it clear that in previous elections he has not voted? So somebody that does not vote, do they have the authority to be two different someone, things? Uh, uh, two different things. How? How? Help me on. No, help I'm, me understand. I'm going to explain why. Because if I, I, I don't I, I understand the premise, right? I understand the premise, but when we're talking about protest, voting is voting in a sense can be considered a protest because if you vote for one, you could be considered to be opting. It's really opting, it's not protesting. It's not saying that you're protesting the other option. It's just saying you're choosing one option over the other. Protesting is literally, I am protesting this. That's two different things. So when you're talking about boycotting, if you're talking about boycotting. I don't know. So if I could jump in, help me, Mimi, because you're, you're, you're this is very politics, this is very important to me. So too, yes, right? no, 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 help me understand. Like I said, okay. it, if that if that is the premise, if I, the, I don't know if I exactly agree with that analogy, right? Um, because you having a right to an opinion, that's cool, right? And, and the way that we boycott or protest looks different. And this is what I'm talking about: how we have to grow up our tactics. We got to do everything. We got to not watch. We got to watch. We got to support. We got to not support. We got to infiltrate from the inside, and we have to infiltrate from the outside. Like what's happening in our society is not new, but our oppressors are growing their tactics as well. So we can't just do one thing. So yes, we have to be a part, if you want to say a part of integrating into at the table that we are all, all metaphorically overused. We have to create tables. We got to flip tables. We got to build tables. Um, and sometimes we have to step away from the table altogether. We have to do all of that. So yes, we need to have a collective representation in politics. We have to have representation to, to speak for us, not in a monolith kind of way, and in the NFL, in the NBA, in the, the hockey league, and in all of these types of things that are institutionalized. How are you ever going to be represented if someone else outside of who has your common interest speaks for you? Right, right. So that's the part that I'm saying we have to use every tactic. 
last Every qu- last question, and I'll ask you both of you. Can justice be served as long as Colin Kaepernick is not working in the NFL? Yes. Yes. What else? Yes. Y- let yes. me let me We can get Colin out the field. He can still have an impact. He's had an impact that's greater than whatever his football legacy would have right. been anyway. More than the trophy, more than the ring, more than the status. What he has done for the culture is bigger than a hashtag. And and, and you know, we have to understand that. Y'all want Colin Kaepernick to be an employee for the NFL so bad. He wants to be an employee though. Okay, this is very and now cool. and he here's what, wants and to here's be an what, employee. Here's what your here's what's being done. People are going to use Colin Kaepernick against Jay Z so hard that you're going to expose Colin Kaepernick in a way that's going to make him seem like he's not really for the movement. The, the real movement because the reason why I say that is it can't be just about him having a job at the NFL like we can't turn what his original protest was to being okay we're going to put that on the back burner for the fact that he doesn't have a job at the NFL so if, if Jay-Z is saying you brought light to this issue in a way that no one else had brought light to it before or in a, on a stage that it never had been shed light on before. And now we're able to take that light you shed and have influence in a way that we've never had before and access in a way that we have not had before to take it to another level and make it actionable. And people are saying he should wait until Colin Kaepernick has a job before he takes that next step. Or he should include Colin Kaepernick. There's a lot. In it. There's a lot of including Colin Kaepernick. Now here's in the, the thing decision. about that. He just said, "I'm not that man's boss. I had a conversation with him. I can't make him do anything. Y'all don't know what that conversation sounded like. Apparently, it didn't go well. Right. So one of the reasons that. But if you listen to his his spouse, her complaint is, you're making it more difficult for him to get a job in the NFL. It, it, it's not. Oh, you're stopping the movement from progressing. It's you're stopping Colin Kaepernick from getting a job at the NFL. Uh, Hold on, we get real, real quick because this is important. But we do have to be because when we, we look have at the word playlist. "ban Colin Kaepernick," NFL's ban on Colin Kaepernick. That ban is in reference to him having a job let, at the NFL. Let me just say really quickly too, because all of this stuff, there's so much that goes into this. But they really, uh, you know, and, and I think radio articulated exactly what Jay-Z was saying in the press conference when he was sitting with Roger Goodell in Rock Nation talking about the partnership of basically actual items. Where do we go from here? How long, how long do we stay in this phase and move to the next phase? One of the things that I do think challenges that is the voice of Eric Reed, who is... The uh, you know who I think with uh, you know along with Colin Kaepernick I want to say the second week was taking a knee continued to take a knee sued the NFL with Colin settled with Colin hold on one second settled with Colin Mm -hmm. last year signed by the Carolina Panthers continued to protest continued to take a knee and has taken a knee up until the uh, up until yesterday's preseason game or whatever he's still. And so I think one of the challenges on the on the whole thing, which I don't disagree with 
I think you're going to start to see camps pit themselves against each other the same way you saw uh, the Reed Kaepernick group and the Players Coalition, and we'll get into that in a little bit as well. But I think it is challenging, and I think that divide continues when uh, people very close to Colin, like Eric Reed and like his, his fiance or wife Nessa, continue to, to make, you know, to speak on his behalf. He doesn't speak. The, one of the things that I think is challenging is that Colin doesn't speak very much for himself. Here's at all. another. That's another so, thing. So we, 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 I know, I don't, I know, I know, I know, ladies and gentlemen, everybody watching live, but I do have to take a quick break. We have to come back. Jeez. With Gigi Broadway, Randy Wilson, uh. Source. We got more to talk about, but we got to throw in a reasonable doubt. We got it. Right. Jay Z deserves a reasonable doubt. Hey, we'll be right back after this. That's a fact. We ready? We good? All right. So I want to continue on a little bit because a lot of times the whole focus or the goal of a movement can be overshadowed by certain parts um, of the whole debacle. So in regards to Colin Kaepernick not getting a job back in the NFL, tell me a little bit of what you guys think because in my opinion it's not so much of him not getting a job but an admittance or lack thereof of the NFL to admit that they messed up you know what I'm saying so tell me a little bit about what you think in regards to how or or what could have happened to kind of bringing this thing into a little bit more of a cohesive state? Uh, the short answer for me is if Hove and Colin Kaepernick went into that meeting with the NFL together, okay, regardless of what their issue was at the time, if they went into that meeting together, at least Colin is there to hear what's about to happen and where it's going from there, as opposed to all of us looking at it like he don't have a job. Hove is in. Hove just told people not to do this, not to perform, not to do that. And yet the man that kind of started the movement is still on the outside. Right. So basically it's a lack of inclusion of him in the whole process is kind of what is still kind of hindering a movement, right? Yeah, you can't you can't make a team put him on their team. Right. But we clearly see that he should be on a team based on the other people that are on the field. Exactly. He's, they can't put it on age. He's 31. Can't put it on skill because we can clearly see that he's better than half the backup quarterbacks. Easily better than back, uh, half the backup quarterbacks. Right. And uh, resume. Super Bowl. He's an interference call away from being a Super Bowl champion. Would that change the conversation? I don't know, but here we are. Right. What, what, what do you think? It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big Jay-Z fan. And so, stream, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, Jay-Z's been a model for us, at, at least for our demographic, as a, it's just showing his ability to be successful in business. And, and he's pretty much had his hand involved in almost every little thing. So, I mean, I want to be, I, you know, with Jay-Z's album, sometimes it takes me a while before I can really develop a full opinion. And even with some of the business moves, that's the way I'm looking at this. Like, I don't want to be 
looking at it completely yet for all the things that the media, you know, the ways they want us to look at it. I will say that it does, it does, um, it does appear a little off. You know, it does appear that Jay-Z's to some degree being politically correct in how he's speaking because what he's saying is is accurate from the standpoint we have to do something. Right. But it does come across looking a little funny when there hasn't been any inclusion with, with uh, Kaepernick. Not that it has to be, but I think for a lot of people out there in the public who's looking at this, mm -hmm. it would make them happier and more comfortable. And, it, and that may happen, but I think that, I mean, this is just, you know, happening in the past few days here. Right. So I think it has to all pan out. That and leaving out the words, we're past kneeling. Yeah. I think yeah. that sentence, leave that sentence out of a lot of what was in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people are like, okay, we trust JC, or we are at least, like Sk Skill said, we've seen what he's done. We got to at least give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Which is fine. But that sentence, that sentence rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I, and I don't kneel. I've yeah. never kneeled. Yeah. But that sentence just, nah, that yeah. one it. Yeah. I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. It's hard. It's hard for, what's really hard, I feel like, is that Jay Z did discourage some people. Oh, yeah. from participating and so I feel like there are a lot of people right now that are probably thinking this may be an entryway to Jay-Z becoming an owner mm -hmm. or but it also could be an entryway to there being black ownership in the NFL yeah and that and it might be some of the behind the behind the scenes conversation right now right right I don't know if it was just me but when I first initially heard about the deal, did anybody else get that feeling of like deja vu? Like, oh, this is kind of reminiscent of the whole Barclay and Brooklyn Nets situation because you start with, okay, we have some black people who are upset. They feel like there's a lack, a heavy lack of inclusion in the whole deal, in the whole infrastructure of the business generations and things like that. So, what did they do? They went and got what I call him the hip hop overseer to come in, cut him a deal and say, okay, well look, Jay-Z's behind us. So what are we supposed to do? Live vicariously through him and his deals and say, okay, well, since Jay-Z's included and he represents the culture, it's supposed to be okay, right? But can y'all tell me or anybody tell me exactly what was the benefit of Jay-Z actually coming in and representing that whole deal because he was on billboards he was I mean it was he was a big part of that but I and I maybe just over you know overlooking but I didn't see a lot of progression from that whole yeah. thing well he was a big part of it from the from the public perspective but as far as actual investment I only think he had like maybe two percent like he didn't yeah. have as much invested in stake he's he's went on to say since that happened that um I've heard him say things to the point where I feel like Jay-Z knows he was Pimped. He okay. Knows he was manipulated. All right. See, I that's mean, because mm -hmm. there was a lot of people in Brooklyn that, that thought that was not the way to go. Right. I don't think I don't think at all though that Jay Z is going into this situation here the same way as he went into. We good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think at all that Jay Z has went into this situation the same way as the Brooklyn thing. You don't think so? No. Cause I because I see the same. It's look, the same I see, look, thing. I see this as Jay Z comes to the table more of a, a partnership, collaborative. I see him coming in with the broken thing as here, we're gonna make it look like you are the owner, but you're really just gonna be a face for the black community so we can get their buy-in. Right. I feel like in this situation it's different. 
What makes it different? Because for me, oh, it's a big. It's no, a that was, bigger, that was my it's question. A big, it's, it's because it's bigger than Jay Z. It's bigger than Colin Kaepernick. Somebody has to to be in that fold. Look, Jay Z right now could probably arguably run for a lot of opportunities if he wanted to. Why why not why not stand on one that's really important? Not only football as it pertains to black people love football, but the justice, the the, the whole movement in itself. Why not? He ain't rapping as much anymore. Why not use your skills and, and you know, your abilities in other areas to be a leader? And who else? Because my thing is, and I definitely understand it from that aspect, but to people like me who aren't so, you know, forgiving in regards to certain deals being made, why not? Okay, so if I was Jay-Z, like, and you, and you mentioned this, why not go into their kind of... To me, you know, he says he knows how to move in a room full of vultures, right? Okay, that may be, you know, he's making great deals, but to, for somebody like me looking at it, that interview seemed like a little bit of, it was a little pacifying. Patronizing. Pacifying, patronizing. It, it was just, he, he didn't, to me, seem like he was strong, assertive in any direction that was being taken to kind of progress us and include us more in a lot of things. You know why? I, well, in my opinion, I think, first of all, the fact that he was in front of those people and it wasn't, yay, good job. Mm -hmm. That probably threw him for a second. He was like, hold up. This is, I think this is good. We're not doing something positive. So seeing the backlash immediately mm -hmm. from the questions that he was being asked, he ain't know where to go. He didn't know where to go. There was no game plan for that. Right. In my opinion, there was no game plan for that. Somebody might say, well, he was surprised, so his response wasn't what he wanted to be necessarily. I say, Jay-Z doesn't write his raps down. Why can't he respond <laughs> to a question? He was up there joint looking like, uh... Yeah. Uh, well, you can't talk in circles and knowing Stutter. that it's going to be watched by all of us and uh, expect a positive. I think response. that, look, any, anyone in that position, though, Jay-Z's could be looked at more critically, critical than anybody in that position. Any of us, if, if we were in that position right now, you're going to be nervous a little bit. Like, that's just natural. Like, you're, oh, what? You, you're going to be. Hold oh, nervous no. about Th what? Look, man, people who are in positions of authority and leadership constantly have the eye on them, constantly in the spotlight, you know, but they're human beings. I feel like he's taking a major move on behalf of the movement, the issues. For the culture? And for the culture, and for his pockets, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be beneficial. But I think down the road, it's also going to be lucrative for a lot of other people if if justice prevails. I guess that's that's a real question. Mm. Is it what's happening right now, or are we looking into the future? It's. I mean, it's hard to get past right now. Yeah, we got. We can't. It's focus. hard. I don't. I don't. We got to be careful of how much we focus on now to move forward to the future. We really do. All right. So, big question: Are we past? The kneeling. Are we truly past it? And what are your thoughts on how that can just like where do we go from there? I don't I don't really argue the direction of trying to do something to progress oneself, to progress the movement and everything and dealing with the NFL. So I don't really have a problem with him dealing with the NFL. I don't like how it was presented. This is right now. This is three days, two days after it happened. We may have a whole different conversation in a week when some other news comes out that 
this is happening and this is happening because of the Jay-Z thing. So we're just going to have to see. We're going to have to ride it out and see. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an emergency, emergency Cheats movement on WRIR podcast. Gigi Broadway is here. Gigi, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. But we have an amazing panel uh, with us. Mimi Bowen, Randy Wilson, Source, my man, Mike Source, Radio Blitz is here. Yo, we got to give a special shout out to Wes behind the camera. And and here's the thing. I, I definitely want to let everybody know that a lot, like a lot of discussions, whether we're talking about Richmond, we're talking about the future of Richmond, whether we're talking about the future of the country, whether we're talking about Jay-Z and the NFL, these are all works in progress. This is not something that will be decided today. It's not going to be thought out and done at the end of this discussion. There will be many more discussions. There will be many more articles. And what's really going to be critical to figure this thing out is time. We're going to have to see what the deal that Jay-Z made with the NFL is. Very similar, look, to a lot of people in this room, very similar to we will have to understand if we're talking about the future of this city that we all live in, what all of the, the deals with the Coliseum and all that stuff is going to We don't know how this stuff is going to play out right now. We are just in the very beginning stages of trying to understand what the future holds. But it's critical. It's critical that when we move forward, we do we move in a way that I do think represents the underrepresented, right? Make sure that causes rise above and things that we're fighting for in solidarity and unity come to the forefront and continue to be in the forefront. So the question is, what I think we're all trying to wrestle with with the Jay-Z situation is, where does he play in the process? Is he a hindrance to the movement in the cause, or is he a help to the movement in the cause? Can he do more from the inside, working with the NFL for social justice, than anyone can do by taking a knee on the field or, or protesting outside of it or turning off their television? Can he do more? We just don't know because time will tell. What I think people are truly trying to figure out and trying to understand is how much rope, how much leadway, does Jay-Z get in this scenario? And we were just talking about it off, off camera and we were saying that there's only, I would say less than five people in this world, probably less than that if you're talking about African-Americans and influencing hip hop culture and urban culture that could even take this role on. Because there's just not that many people in there that could do it without getting crushed by the weight. The fact that Jay-Z is able to stand up and have just to take this on, the fact that he's able to take this on is I think a step to see to, to see what can happen. Because I don't think there's a lot of individuals that would even have the ability, the cachet, the credibility, the money, the power, the influence in culture to even take it on. So it's an interesting thing. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that this is gonna work out well for him. I'm not saying it's gonna work out well for the NFL. I'm not saying it's gonna work out well for the calls or cat. We just don't know. But what we do know is that we are going to keep talking about this. We have an amazing, an amazing uh, just group of people that's sitting around me. And I want to give them the opportunity to either give a final comment, final thought, or even present to you, the audience, a final question. Where should we, how should we be thinking about this? Where should we place our energy? 
What's our final comments? What's our final thoughts? As we just close this podcast, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this for forever and a day and until the, until we continue to go through this. So I'm going to start with my man Radio B on this side. We're going to go around. But what I want is a final thought, a final comment, maybe even a question to the audience. How should we be processing? How should we be thinking about this? Uh, pick up your mic, brother. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, I think what we need to do is we need to take a minute to truly assess what it is that we want overall. Overall, have we turned what Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for about the kneel itself and Colin Kaepernick himself because he was in a way a martyr for the cause? Do we just make it about the martyr or do we still keep it about the cause? Because if we're still keeping it about the cause, then we have to take the next step. Otherwise, we just remain on our knee. It can't be just about putting him in the field. We want we, we can't just put him out there and say, okay, he's got a job now. And if he had a job, everybody would run and go get Colin Kaepernick jerseys for whatever team he signed to. And they would be all, everything would be well and fine. Black people would be, oh, everything's happy. Everything's fixed now. And he won. And how much money will we be paying to the NFL for those jerseys? We would be paying them millions upon millions of dollars for these jerseys because they symbolically said, and so we talk about pacifying. Wouldn't that be the easiest way to pacify black people? Give Colin Kaepernick a job? You think it's better? You think in their mind they'd rather pay tens of millions of dollars or however much money, hundred million dollars for all I know, to Jay-Z and give him access and control over something they never wanted black people to have control or access to before just to pacify black people when they could just put Colin Kaepernick on a team and make more money that way the question is what is more important the cause or the activism or or or, or the alarm so if, like i said if the house is burning you don't just keep the alarm running which is the kneeling you don't just keep the alarm running without coming and pouring some water on it you got to do something else outside of just ringing the alarm i wasn't ready i thought i had another person okay uh all I'm going to say is I'm not with the whole you have no voice if you still watch football, if you still watch NFL. Unless you're stopping yourself from going to Walmart, unless you're not going to Chick-fil-A, unless you're not going to Papa John's, I ain't trying to hear what you're saying. You can't do one or the other and then say, oh, well, this is important to me. I'm going to keep doing it. But that over there. That's less important. Of course it is. Uh, so that's less important. That's all I want to say. If you watch the NFL, you still have a voice. That's all it is. Uh, my closing thoughts are, um, I believe a lot of people that have a lot of opinions and have a lot of things to say, they're not really, uh, they're, 
a lot of them are not connected to the movement. A lot of them are not even football fans. However, they party on Sunday. They get together with their friends. They associate the experience of watching football with something else a lot of times. And those are a lot of the people who are really uh, very opinionated right now. I think that we need time to really just fully assess the situation. To me, justice is, if any outcome, we see uh, more of us at the table. We see more of us uh, in ownership. And we see more, and this is gonna take time. To me, that's success. I think we gotta think about the fact that we don't know how long they've been at the table anyway. And I feel like it's a very difficult position that Jay-Z is in right now. But the fact that he's taken some initiative and some ownership and some responsibility of, of stepping into that position, he knows he's putting himself in a vulnerable space. You know, if Randy Wilson was in that position right now, people may be looking at it like, wow, who is this guy who's made such great, you know, progress toward getting in the table where now the uh, NFL is willing to negotiate a deal. The NFL needs this too. They need some positive PR. They're gonna need it more than Yes. So I mean, I think it's a smart move on their part. And you know, so what? Jay Z's a phenomenal businessman. I mean, our our community would be extremely harsh on a many of a black person that would be in that position. But we want to. We want someone in that position. So. I'm just, I just believe that we need to just relax for a little bit and reevaluate and let's see what happens. I will say, yes, I am a little disheartened with the fact that Jay-Z uh, discouraged other people, but I think he's human, like when it comes to performing in the Super Bowl last year. That's the part I think for me that's been the hardest to kind of, you know, fathom, like, this was a pretty fast transition, but that's part of life. We got to transition, we got to move on. So um, a couple of things, oftentimes we don't appreciate the process. You know, while things are going on, we can't, we, we feel it and we re react from an emotional perspective because we're in it. We are feeling the outcomes 50 years later from the civil rights movement. Everybody didn't cheer for Martin Luther King. Everybody didn't love Malcolm X. Fannie Lou Hamer, Rosa Parks was not an icon in the moment. We created that after the moment is done. So we're so closely connected to this that we can't see bigger than where we are. We weren't talking about ownership and playing and not playing. We were talking about police brutality across the United States. So we've gotten away from what the core of the conversation is and gotten more into about what the symbolism is. And that's because as people, we respond emotionally to things and we don't respond intellectually to things or economically to things. That's what protest is about. No, I don't eat Papa John's either. So, um, and, and it's, it, that piece of how we leverage our black collective power. That's what this is about. How we move forward, what we do, we do it all. We don't watch, we kneel, we pray, we protest, we fight, we flip the table, we create businesses, we create entities, we continue to support hip hop and whatever that looks like. We are, not, we are not boxed into only doing one thing. And we have this moment in time right now that we are doing what people have, have plotted against us. We are want to use our physical prowess. We want black men running on a white man's field versus black men using their intellectual power and their economic power to move this whole movement forward. That's what this is about. How we can not just say, um, little Cam, I want you to grow up and be an athlete. No, Cam, I want you to grow up and inspire the entire world to change your community, even if it started with a microphone. 
Gigi Broadway, bring us home. I'm going to just drop a message. This message is to anyone that's blessed with a platform or blessed to be in a position to have a seat at the table. When you get to that table, it's okay to flip over and hold people accountable and use that accountability to push the movement forward. That's it. Gigi Broadway, another one in the bag, emergency podcast. First time ever doing it. Hope you guys enjoyed it on Facebook Live. We don't exactly know how this is going to turn out, but we know it's going to be phenomenal, and this discussion is one that is worth an emergency podcast. So we really, really appreciate everyone that was here on the panel. We appreciate everyone listening at home. Man, send us your questions. You know what I mean? Follow us, thecheatsmovement at gmail.com. Audience questions. I got to give a big shout out to my man Wes behind the camera. Thank you, Wes, for everything you've done. Justin came in like Lou Williams off the bench for the Clippers shooting threes. Thank you, Justin. We appreciate you as well. Cam Jam, uh, he survived it. He made it through. We appreciate you, Cam, for coming through. Love you, buddy. Uh, So until next time, emergency, we see see it. it.